Welcome to 2100. My name is Jason Peters, and this is the third and maybe final installment of Space Episodes in 2021. Honestly, I did not expect to do so many Space Episodes, but me and NASA have been, we've been vibing recently. NASA's been loving what I'm doing. I'm loving what they're doing. We're getting along. It's, it's, it's positive. I'm not covering homelessness or gun violence or nothing, nothing dangerous, just space. This episode is about a launch that's happening tonight at 1 a.m. It's the IXPE launch. I would tell you what that stands for, but it is too hard to pronounce, and I've tried so hard to record this intro, and I've just been struggling. So here's what I'm going to do. I'm just going to tell you what's coming up. I have an interview with Dr. Martin Weiskampf, who has been working on x-ray technology for more than 50 years with NASA and at 1 a.m. on Thursday, December 9th, 2021, so 1 a.m. tonight when this comes out, they're launching a satellite that is essentially his baby into space, 50 years of work. He's coming on to talk about that launch and this will be the third episode in a row where we are explaining brand new space technology. When the hell did that become something that we do? But you know what? I'm happy to bring it to you. And first, I wanted to bring back some of the 2100 Spice. I wanted to talk to new people. I wanted to meet somebody, strangers, and bring them on the show. And I met two incredible women. Both happened to be television producers, Crystal Gaines and Candace Johnson. After the theme song drops, the voice that you're gonna hear first is Candace Johnson. Welcome her, and welcome Crystal Gaines, and welcome Dr. Martin Weiskampf. We're going into space, and we're talking about the IXPE. Two thousand one hundred. It's the twenty-one. Hey, hey, hey. It's the twenty-one. Yeah, it's the twenty-one. Yeah, it's the twenty-one. Yeah, it's the twenty-one. This the twenty-one. Yeah, this the twenty-one. Hey, 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 hey. Yeah, this the twenty-one. Yeah, you know that you love it. I got a pocket full of dreams and a mouth full of money. It's like almost every day I be reaping something. Have you seen the PT? Yeah, you know that we starting. Yeah, this the twenty-one. Yeah, the 21 that I got a picture perfect view for the way that I run it And I'ma tell the whole truth, spreading love like it's nothing This the 21, yeah, this the 21 Here's how I feel about space in, in the whole research space, right? It's almost like being in a relationship with someone and being like, I know I'm in this relationship, but it's kind of not going well. So I'm going to go out and look at this other thing. Obviously, the relationship I'm talking about is with Earth. Mm-hmm. And then space is almost like not I don't want to say is the mistress, but it's like that that Instagram model who you follow and looks amazing. It's and like, she has she has so much potential and you just want to explore. So in but this you're situation, still in a relationship and this needs to be worked out in this situation. We are a toxic man and Earth 
is our is our wife who has had a couple children. Yeah. Well, let's who, not put and, gender into it because oh, oh, we don't want to yes, demonize partner, anybody anymore. Our yeah. partner. Yes. Yes. Our partner, and we're getting sick of their ways, and we're noticing that maybe. Yeah. You're, why are you so dirty? Things are falling why, apart. Why are you so fat? Why and, is there so much pollution? And even though you're the one that maybe helped them get down that path. Sure. You, you sure. see, you see, you see option number two, yeah. which is the moon. You, you, you made them <laughs> overproduce. You made them overeat. You made them, you know, not, not sort of keep in the shape mm. that God intended, mm-hmm. you know? And now we're like, you know what? I bet you there's some sexy aliens on Mars. Let's and go pop out there right quick. I would like to tell you this. And death. <laughs> I'm happy that I talked to you guys about this because I feel like NASA's using me. <laughs> I can see that. They're reaching out to me. I, I guess they knew I'd be excited, but I don't think they, they knew who exactly they were fucking with because I don't think they're listening to these episodes that I put out either. Uh-oh. I don't know because I do lie to them too. I tell them that I'm going to write about them. You can't say that in case they're listening. I don't care. I don't care. That's, that's, the, that's the thing about my career is don't. I do not care. And that transparency is why people like me. Yes. And it may get me in trouble, but what the fuck is NASA going to do? Oh no, NASA won't talk to me anymore. It would be really funny if they sort of <laughs> stopped all of their other research and was like, we need to get to this co- podcast. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that, they're not, they're not. But so president, I'm worried that they're using me. And I also, the things that they're doing. Mm-hmm. So like the first episode I did was they're, they're learning how to defend against asteroids and and hit so they shot a, a, a satellite into space that they're then going to crash into an asteroid to try to change its its trajectory. Yeah, like why? So it doesn't hit. Earth. And when you ask, there's them that, plastic and, here. Let's do <laughs> that, please. And when they please, and when you ask, and when you ask, and when you ask them, because I asked them, I said, "What is this for?" They said, "To learn." Oh, to learn. And I said, "Now we're interested in learning." NASA seems like the only people that are trying to learn. What, learn to do to do what? Though? Just in case an asteroid does come, because as they admit, in the next it's, hundred years, no asteroid. It's is the coming. most expensive elementary school you could possibly go to, and and our elementary schools aren't even <laughs> funded, no. and and I bet they don't even learn about the space stuff. Right. Uh, so when is your conversation with the scientists? Tomorrow. Okay. Tomorrow uh, around eleven. I'm I'm talking to them mm. about the X-ray technology. Right. Should I just press them about about how they're funded? Absolutely. <laughs> you want me to? I'll do it for you. I'll, 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 I'll ask what is the point. I'll ask how much it costs too. The launch of the IXPE shuttle costs $50.3 million and the total cost of the spacecraft and mission is $188 million, which is more than the annual operating budget of the city of Lincoln, Nebraska. I will, I will do Man. those two things. Those are the pivots. Man, I want to know how much he makes. Oh, I don't know who I'm talking Personal salaries. Let's see who I'm speaking personal to. Salaries would be good. I That's can look I up their personal yeah. salaries. Yeah. They're, they're government employees. Oh, I didn't think about that. <laughs> I want to know how much they make. I also want to know where he lives. According to public records, the NASA employee we speak to later makes $170,000 a year. <laughs> when it comes to this house. So, did we see any aliens? What do their skeletons look like? Are there bones? <laughs> yeah, so, that's the thing. It it does NASA does seem like a kind of a spit in the face, does it? Yes. <laughs> With everything else falling apart, it does kind of seem like a. That was okay. And does it does it bother you? Does the Bezos stuff bother you? Bezos going up in the space, uh, and 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 doing all that stuff. No, it's. Uh, I was actually. Uh, I saw it live. Um, <laughs> it's just the most obnoxious thing you could possibly do. But uh, it's, it's it's like getting a Hummer. Oh, it it's the billionaire. It's the billionaire equivalent <laughs> of getting a big ass Hummer in That's 2002. That's exactly what it is. 
Yeah, and, well, and, especially this, the pissing mess between him and, and Elon Musk at the same time. But then, you know, it's like, for what? You go, I mean, just to say that you did it. Yeah. And Richard yeah. Branson. Yeah. I think they oh, all have like. It's I, proof I, that I, they're I, out of ideas. Well, it's also proof that they have just way too much money. I mean, there are just so many other problems that can be solved so easily and actually with very little money. Yeah. But it just takes a little bit of energy. But it also, I, I think yeah. when you're at that level, though, it's about but those de- problems aren't worth solving for them because it doesn't make Correct. them money. Yeah. That was literally that's what true. was going to come out of my mouth. Oh, my bad. My bad. No, 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 no. So I'm happy that like we're on the same page. Like, yeah. that's exactly what it is. It's like, yo, I could solve this problem for, I mean, I've done the math. Quite frankly, homelessness in the city could probably be solved for, I would say, less than $2 million. I figured mm-hmm. it out on its own. $2 million one time, and as long as you can get everybody working, they, it can be it a self-sustainable yeah. I'm a, yeah. situation. So $2 million to somebody who's making, what, $2,000 a second? It's not Exactly. Bad. Well, it's I nothing. think they're so removed. So you got people with money, and then every every level, you get farther and farther away from the yeah. mentality that you had before, and then the people that thought this way, and the struggles that they had day to day. Yeah. So the farther you get away from that, it's just like you don't even you don't even think about it. And, and the conversations you it's have true. are different. Yeah. I and I, mean, I know I'm not that. defending it, but it's just like you're so no, it's far so true. Away. Well, you guys have it's worked true. in media. You guys saw or at least know what like. People who think very highly of themselves, oh, yeah, of how they act yeah. and how yes. they think. Yes. So you could kind of imagine that level, that times a, a billion thousand, dollars, yeah. a billion yeah. dollars. Take take some of these low level like executives that make like six figures at the media companies that you've worked with that are right, like right. monsters, and then just add more zeros. Yeah, <laughs> and you want to know what? To be fair. Mm-hmm. When I was at the height of my career, I was living super well. Mm. So I'm not going to pretend like, you know, fixing the homelessness situation was like the most important thing to me. But it wasn't until I sort of backed off my career a little little bit, Mm. saw what was most important to me and saw how this city struggles so much. that I'm Mm. like, why can't we solve this one problem? But you're right. It took me sort of backing off of my own life to sort of look around and be like, all right, there's a problem here that needs to be solved. But there are people who we hire for that. And also, instead of throwing, just think about this, getting back to NASA really quickly. Instead of throwing lasers in the air, what if we just took like all this plastic and pushed that up there? All the hey, single use plastic that's sitting in our ocean did, and did, just see it's going to rain plastic later in life, like in like a million years. May I, did you know that there's a space trash problem? Yeah. The old satellites that are just sitting up there because you're not going to go. There's, there's no, too there's much no, trash in space. We've polluted most yeah. of space. You're space gonna... is polluted. It's infinite <laughs> how did we do that already it's humans for you That's humans it's for you. infinite why do we ruin everything <laughs> this oh is so true gosh. and it's so it's we so ruin sad. everything and there's no like retractable arm that we can just go up and gather all the satellites that's been up there i feel no. like it's a big punt with with most issues uh in america not just america in history um you watch generation after generation punt we, we did mm-hmm. it with Slavery. Mm-hmm. Most importantly, the president, the beginning presidents, were like, "All right, we'll get to it. Uh, <laughs> all right, we'll we'll get to it." And then, uh, and then, current America, presidents <laughs> are still getting to yeah, it. And then, and then Abe Lincoln was like, "Oh fuck, it's me. Yep. It's landed on me." Yep. <laughs> and then yeah, it became too big of a cross to bear. And global warming is is the next one. Yeah. Oh, God. And we, we keep punting. Denver. Have you seen that? It's done in Colorado in like 220 something days. It's the longest ever. Oh. And, and we keep hitting those benchmarks. Remember, it's insane. I, here's, here, so there's a couple global warming things. I remember when I used to go to Florida, how it used to like not really rain down there. It used to rain mm-hmm. for like 15 minutes. Mm-hmm. And I used to be like, oh, that's so different. 
Mm. Now, that's how it rains here. Yeah. We have yeah. Florida's old climate. <laughs> yeah, it's true. <laughs> and, and that, 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 is that very I've true. I've that witnessed true. that in my lifetime. I've also witnessed, do you remember in like 2016 there was a big flood in like Houston and Houston was underwater and all the yeah, yeah, yeah. all the all the highways were underwater. I was like, "Holy shit." Oh, thank God that that doesn't happen where I am. And then last year, Philly, oh. the rain was underwater here. Oh yeah. <laughs> well, and same in New York. Yeah, New York had whole subways that were entirely engulfed in water. It was so ridiculous. In closing, because this is getting to be a long intro, and I'm going to end up using most of it. Sorry. I know it's just great. <laughs> uh, can 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 the point be summarized that by two people? So the reason I interviewed you, I'll tell you guys this: I used to just interview people out in the public all the time, mm -hmm. but now because of COVID, I don't feel as comfortable just pulling up on people, be like, ah, yeah, yeah. talk to me, talk to me, talk to me. Uh, not because I'm worried about getting sick, just that social norm is no yeah, longer you there. You can't just not. pull up on yeah, people. No. You don't pull up on people anymore. Yeah. At least uh, you guys are here. You know that I'm regular, or at least semi-regular. I know you're semi-regular. We could all get, get in the space together. Yeah. Right. Uh, but I'm gonna say I'm gonna lead into the interview about the IXPE mission mm -hmm. uh, by saying, is it fair to say that we are all skeptical of all this space stuff, and that we are. Yeah, skeptical of it and it, skeptical of their what their mission is. Skeptical of the money no, that's being spent. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I I don't know how to describe what we landed on here. We are, I would say, skeptical. Why not use that those resources to fix our problems rather than shoot it all into space? You know where I land as the first my first step on the moon is is I know it's none of my business. It's just my money. Mm -hmm. They don't want my opinion because my opinion is let's fix what's here. Mm -hmm. And since that is null and void, have fun, have a good time, be safe, use a condom. <laughs> a rat done bit my sister Nell with Whitey on the moon. Her face and arms began to swell and Whitey's on the moon. I can't pay no doctor bills, but Whitey's on the moon. Ten years from now, I'll be paying still while Whitey's on the moon. You know, the man just up my rent last night because Whitey's on the moon. No hot water, no toilets, no lights, but Whitey's on the moon. I wonder why he's up in me, cause Whitey's on the moon. Well, I was already giving him 50 a week and now Whitey's on the moon. Taxes taking my whole damn check. The junkies make me a nervous wreck. The price of food is going up. And as if all that crap wasn't enough, a rat done bit my sister Nell with Whitey on the moon. Her face and arms began to swell and Whitey's on the moon. Was all that money I made last year for Whitey on the moon? How come I ain't got no money here? Hmm, Whitey's on the moon. You know, I just about had my bill of Whitey on the moon. I think I'll send these doctor bills, air mail special. To Whitey on Whitey on Whitey on Whitey on Whitey. Assuming you're a doctor because you work with NASA. Yes, I am. So you're Dr. Martin Weiskopf. Am I getting that correct? That's pretty good. Weiskopf. 
And you had said right before we started recording, you said that it was a very big day for you and that you're excited. And uh, I was saying that that's actually fun to hear because we're talking about space. It is exciting. It is fun. Uh, But also I had done a little bit of research on you and it Uh seems like this has been your life's work, right? I have been doing x-ray polarimetry for 50 years now. Yes. And so this is the, and since this is the first mission that's fully dedicated to polarization studies of x-rays, this is very, and something that I've fought for and wanted to do for years. So it's a part of a dream come true. Of course, the launch is just the first aspect. It's a lot of things have to work right in the next few weeks uh, to be sure that we have a working mission and I'll be able to breathe once that's passed. Yeah, and, and to talk more about what, 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 is, what we're launching today and, and what's happening. Uh, I was gonna say, you said 50 years. I was saying, it said that you've been working on this sort of thing since the 70s which is a tremendous amount of time to see something like this come into fruition. Did you not uh, help uh, shepherd a different space shuttle into space in the 2000s, early 2000s, 2002? Absolutely. Uh, the picture you behind me is a picture that the Chandra X-ray Observatory took, which is still flying 22 years after launch. And I'm the Chandra Project Scientist, and I was here at the Cape 22 years ago with a couple of grandsons that were babies at the time. And uh, we launched that too. And that's been working better than anybody expected. So my, my audiences are not space people. I just happen to have talked to a lot of space people recently. So we try, I try to understand things on a base level to explain it to them. So I'm going to try to explain what I think the IXPE mission is and you tell me, you, you kind of correct me so that people can, can get an understanding for what that is. Does that sound good? Okay, sounds good. I'm used to the other way around where you ask me to try to explain it in three words or less. And I've been I doing this a while. My best and do it. <laughs> yeah. Whatever you want to do is great. Just go ahead. Okay, so um, in, the, in the next couple of days or hours, you know, this could be out Thursday. Um, uh, I believe the we take off Thursday early in the a.m., depending on what, what time zone you're in. Um, we're shooting a space shuttle into orbit that will have three X-ray machines on it that will be used, not machine, I don't even know if they're machines, kind of like uh, cameras, that are we call them telescopes telescopes yes we're talking about space here x-ray telescopes that uh will the first of their kind that will be used to attempt to see things like uh black holes and nor neuron stars neutron stars neutron neutron stars. stars it's not the first time we're looking at these kind of objects it's the and it's not the first time we're looking at x-rays from these kind of objects but it is the first time we're looking at x-rays from these objects and in addition to measuring their energy and where they come from, the position, and looking at time variations. We're also measuring a new property. Uh, I mean, not a new property of light, every, uh, but a property that is first time measured from these x-rays, their polarization. Okay, so Why? Why? Because we're trying to understand how these beasts work. 
How is it that a source like a spinning neutron star can produce X-rays easily uh, without with such huge amounts? We don't want to know the, what is the physics behind that, and we have some ideas, and we get we fit data and we look at models, and sometimes we have several different models that explain the same source. Which one of them is right? When we look at it theoretically, it turns out, well, if you put polarization into those models, they're all different. And if we measure the polarization of these sources, we can tell which of those models might be right. Of course, as an experimentalist, I hope we find they're all wrong. Hey, here's a question for you. Um, what is polarization for people that may, for, I don't understand. Yeah, that's a tricky one because it is a more sophisticated concept. So. Let's imagine I'm an X-ray coming towards you, okay? That's the direction of the X-ray coming towards you. X-rays are nothing more than light at very high energies. Now, associated with that light is, and at right angles to it is an electric field or the degree of or the polarization vector. Now, if all the X-rays coming towards you have these vectors in the same aligned, all aligned like my other finger here, then it's 100% polarized. But if all each X-rays, different X-rays have different orientations, you average them all up, it'll be zero. That's unpolarized. That's the property of the X-rays that we're trying to measure with these telescopes. And we have X-ray optics that were built at Marshall Space Flight Center and polarization-sensitive X-ray detectors that were built in Italy. Oh, yes. I did see that this was in, in, uh, in, in, in collaboration with the Italian Space Agency. May I ask, yes. how, how, do you know how that partnership came into place or what happened there? Because I think that people would be surprised to hear that that is the partnership. Okay, well, I've been working with the Italians on several different missions for years. They're really good scientists and good technologists. Uh, a group there in Italy, uh, in Pisa and in Rome, developed these detectors, to polarization-sensitive detectors for the first time. They started in about 2000 and have been working on that development and refining those detectors ever since. And uh, we have been trying to do polarimetry with a number of different types of systems for years, me and them. And uh, this time we, uh, thanks to these detectors and the optics we built at Marshall, we proposed this mission to NASA, small explorer missions, and we won. That's great. Um, can you, what are we looking to find? What are we looking to understand and what is, what what sort of information are we trying to get out of this mission? Right. Well, what we're trying to do ultimately is to understand how these sources work. And for example, when we look at the X-rays that are produced near the smaller black holes, it turns out that the X-ray energy and polarization are related and there's a dependence of the polarization on energy. And if you measure that dependence, you can measure the spin of the black hole. So that's kind of cool thing that uh, one of the very important experiments that we'll be doing for several systems. And that's one example of the kind of exciting science that XP can do. 
here's a, a, a broader question. If it's a stupid question, you can tell me. I'm that kind of guy. Um, There's no, I, I used to teach. There's no such thing as a stupid question. Please ask. So my understanding of the universe comes from the Big Bang, much like most scientists, et cetera. When you look into the Big Bang, uh, there's this talk of dark matter, dark energy, which I, for some reason, think has something to do with black holes. I'm not 100% sure on that part. That's why I don't know if it's a good question or not. But when you read about dark energy and dark matter, you, you see that it, it is such a large chunk of the universe. But then when you look into the science of it, uh, dark energy, dark matter appears to be kind of this crazy variable. Will these x-rays help to uh, shine light on things like dark energy and dark matter? I think that's the question. Well, okay, that's a complicated answer. So I'll uh, try to oversimplify and I hope I don't go too Please far do. for your audience. Uh, dark energy and dark matter are big, important questions about the uh, origin and structure of the universe. X-ray emission has helped in that study of those, but it's not clear at this level of polarization sensitivity. Uh, we're only going to be able to look at about 50 sources in the first couple of years. So we won't be able to go into questions like that, although we might stumble into something exciting. But uh, certainly within our theoretical framework, we really won't be able to do that. We're concentrated more on understanding how some of the constituents of the universe, the black holes, the neutron stars, the binary systems, the pulsars, the magnetars, how do they work? And understanding how they work is probably not going to give us too much insight or any insight into what is dark matter and why is the universe accelerating apart. Yeah, no, I, I was just curious. I, I was just curious if there was any tie in there, but I do think that just finding out the general functions, because that's uh, that seems like what the goal seems to be, is to f understand these things that are going on that we don't quite have the answers for. So I was wondering how far that scope spanned. Uh, but and I, I wanted to ask ask a couple more questions. Um, I didn't explain this in the pre-interview, and I should have. The, the show that you're on, this is a podcast that is uh, for the people of the year 2100 to listen to. Uh, I've been, this is on its fourth season, and that's, that's kind of my scope of things. And that's why I said I respect that you are a man that plays the long game. You've been at it for 50 years, and now, and now you're seeing your baby go into the sky. Uh, you're someone who respects longevity and works towards a goal. I'm kind of like that with the year 2100. I'm trying to lay the track of the land for what people of our generation think for the people of the year 2100 to listen back to, to kind of understand us. Yeah, um, that's a fascinating project. Uh, <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm sure that when they see me in 2100, they say, what an idiot. <laughs> that's the whole show. That's the whole show. <laughs> Didn't he know that? And then they'll talk about something that was discovered in 2070. Exactly. Which yeah. I won't know about. But that's how science goes. I and mean, that's wonderful. And that's so always I making project. Progress. I wanted to ask you, what do you think? So say this is a building block. Where could this expand 
into the future? What is the future implications of strong X-ray technology? Like say this goes well, and then you get to have 10 of these things. Yes, I, I'm, I'm hoping that the scientific success of the mission allows the future of X-ray polarimetry to advance and that we won't be launching telescopes like Chandra or its successor that have the very good angular resolution as you see behind me uh, without a polarimeter on board. In other words, we should be measuring the polarization of the X-rays as long with the energy, the position, and the time variations. And that scientists will come to appreciate that from the discoveries that XB will make, or might make, I shouldn't say will. <laughs> and and we're, we're closing up on, on your allotted uh, time period. And I'm always respectful for your PR people because they're letting me talk to NASA scientists. Um, so I'm, I'm going to say this, um, for the P for the year 2100, take off your scientist hat and, and everything that told you not to make wild predictions about the future. What do you think the future of space and human beings interaction with space in the year 2100 will look like? I have to put on my daughter's hat now. She's a publisher of science fiction. Mm -hmm. I won't give the, I won't tell you which company. <laughs> uh, I, I see a, that as humans, we will expand human presence in space. I think we have to because there are technological benefits. They're understanding the, uh, the earth and how it's evolving with time. Uh, these are things that are going to be happening in the year 2100. As we've seen in the last 100 years, look how technology has advanced. Uh, if you asked me 50 years ago, would I have thought that charge couple devices would be in everybody's phone and being able to take pictures with such fantastic resolution like the ones behind me. I would not have been able to do that, but I predict that because of scientific advances, we will make progress in technologies and the technologies in 2100 are just gonna be awesome. No, well, I thank you so much for your time. Uh, I appreciate you talking to me today. Uh, do you have anything you'd like to say to the people of the year 2100? Uh, I'm glad you're around and I hope the earth is around and I hope everything keeps going with science. We scientists uh, keep trying to put ourselves out of business by trying to understand everything. But the fact of the matter is the better our experiments, the more confused we get. So. No, that's great. No, thank you so much for your, for your time and uh, good luck with the launch today. I hope all goes well. Uh, I'll be watching. People keep dying, but the chicken's still frying And the beer's still colder than the weather outside It's Friday night, Billy's feeling alright Smokes his first cig of the day, he sits on his From porch swing and sways and prays Well, God, can life be like this every single day? Well, no, Billy Joe, no, we don't say nothing first Nine to five, then he goes out hunting this Long as wife and kids 
Vaseline, yeah. Well, it took him time, but he realized something. If you ain't got dreams, you ain't got nothing. As long as you're living your dream, be happy. All in family. Thank you to Crystal Gaines, Candace Johnson, and Dr. Martin Weiskampf. Everybody should go check out the IXPE rocket launch tonight at 1 a.m. Out of I, I, I'm not going to say where it is because I'm not 100% sure. And I'm just going to say thank you to NASA. I'm extremely grateful for the opportunity to have talked to all these scientists about all this cutting-edge technology and all these missions. But... I'm going to take a step back from the NASA stuff just because it's overwhelming, you know? It's it's hard to understand these things, and it's truly not where my passion lies. I think all the space stuff's a little too big for me, and I think that's why it was important to have the perspective of Crystal and Candace, real people, talking about their interaction with space. I'd much rather deal with the things in my life that are manageable than wonder about the cosmos, although it is interesting to understand what the implications might be of something like discovering what black holes are. You heard me talk to Dr. Weiskampf about dark energy and dark matter and the importance of understanding that, because then if you understand that, you understand things like the way the universe was made better and the expansion of the universe forever. And then the last three episodes, we've talked about new cutting edge technology and cutting edge missions, which will eventually transfer into commercial goods but thank you for listening to 2100 uh tell your friends about the show we're gonna have definitely one more season definitely one more season in 2022 but this is the final episode for 2021 share the show with anyone you think would like it anyone's talking about podcasts tell them 2100 tell them jason peters tell them at jpeters2100 uh, jasonadjacent.com Twitter, Instagram, yada yada all the bullshit, my YouTube page I don't even know my YouTube page <laughs> thank you happy 2100 music by Rory Lynch guests, Crystal Gaines Candace Johnson and Dr. Martin Weiskampf, thank you That's the way it goes I guess I'm gonna have to learn I'd live without you But I'm gonna be fine It'll be